Derek's digging. Ah. That's just sitting in my room, you know. Where Panini presses go? In, in Devin's room. In the computer room. I can just, <laughs> I can just put it on the video card. I mean... Yeah, there you go. I was go- I was going to suggest actually making like quesadillas or something in here with the Panini Press. Just like, man, I could use some quesadillas. Then you go to the computer uh, computer room pantry and pull out some fresh meat, fresh, you know. Then you'd have to like cook the meat, pre- pre-cook it a little bit because it's not going to fully cook on the Panini yes. Press. So you take out the uh, the computer room like hot plate or oven uh, or a range, like full room, yeah, wood full stove. Range. Yeah. Full, full wood stove range. I got to take the wood from the computer, unfortunately. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's either I, mean, I want the computer running or, or some some food. So you know, sometimes you got to lower the computing power a little. I mean, bit. if you turn off one monitor and like just stream uh, stream stream a video or something, or download it beforehand and then play it, yeah. um, you, you could you could have enough wood for both the range and the computer. Hopefully, yeah. Canadian, it's, Canadian winters are tough. I mean, yeah, you also need to, like, split it up. I mean, that's that's what that's what coal is for, but I feel like coal is for those, like, emergency times where it just what is it, isn't... Coal's for those, like, big hat-wearing, nice belt buckle kind of guys. I, those, that, ain't, that ain't me. Those fucking big hats came up with their fucking dog sleigh the other day to me and while I was walking in the winter. They just like, leave slicks of oil wherever they go. Dude. Right, right? Gross. Like, I, I don't think they know what to do with the oil yet. I hear... I hear... Now, don't quote me on this. Hmm. Down south, they got them fancy uh, fucking oil refineries. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, and slick oil, as it turns out, not meant for lubricating the snow, actually meant for powering something called an engine. Oh. Which yeah, cool. th- that makes sense, because the snow is mighty slippery as is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as it turns out, you could, like... You could, like, make, make things move with the engine. It's weird. It's weird. I know. Like typically, well, we do that. We move things. What requires movement that the body cannot do? Now, here's the thing. Imagine if there was a machine that you could not only sit in and not move, but could also transport you, a friend, two other friends, or some shit without moving. Without moving yourself, you're moving as a whole, but you're not moving yourself. You just have to so like steer this... it in the right direction. Picture a dog sled. Uh huh. Uh huh. But more compact. Yet, yeah. you have the option to make it so that you could hold more stuff, uh-huh. but use less dogs. In fact, no dogs. You could have a dog in the back, but he's not going to do anything. He's actually resting. The biggest question was, where do the dogs go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could stuff them in the trunk, but I think they'd... Uh... Oh, by the way, there's a trunk. I forgot to explain. You could have stuff not fly out of your sled. Or this machine that I'm describing to you by having a lid on top of it. That is a trunk. It's but, an empty space where you put your shit, but you could close it so that if you hit a bump, you don't have to stop and like gather your shit. But tarp and rope have been so successful so far. Look, I know, I know, but sometimes it's like a blizzard. Your your hands will get numb before you even get onto the seat and uh, like ride your dogs. Really. What is this conversation? <laughs> Apparently, apparently we're in the fucking uh, 1200s, and yet we still have computers. Yeah. Welcome to Canada. This is Canada culture. Take this entire opening start and just, like, render it poorly on, like, some fucking paraffin wax. <laughs> Could you please? Like, no, if you want the intro to this podcast, we should do it in vinyl. <laughs> Sell our EP. At least, at least we'll... We'll get some viewers. Actually, we won't even know. Because vinyl's hard. Vinyl is hard. At least, okay, here's the thing. 
if we have anyone listening and they're interested in vinyl, not only will we know that our viewers are assholes, but we will also <laughs> also know how many are actually listening. Reel them in. <laughs> I cast a wide net, Devin. Apparently. Some people actually like to be abused. Uh, exhibit A. Fair. Let's have the bucket. <laughs> It's real hot. Yeah, actually, like, carrying them in... At, okay, when I lifted them up, I was like, I'm not going to eat a tray. It's two fucking coffees. I can hold... I have two hands, right? two coffees, no-brainer. No, they were fucking hot. Yeah. Did you just get a normal coffee or, like, a, a thing? I got a French vanilla. Yeah, I can't so drink... Like, it's nor- the machine. The machine is like, do you want scalding or, like, kill you and your family hot? <laughs> I mean, it's not as much as that, like... Like, hotter than the sun Earl Grey I apparently had. Jesus. Uh, here's the thing about Tim Hortons right I, now. I want to drink it, but it hurts. Right? It's, just put it down for a second. Okay. Alright. We'll continue this conversation after you're seated. Tim Hortons, right? As much as I want to sponsor it from them, I cannot help but say that their coffee is shit, but their other specialty drinks are pretty good. I like everything but the coffee. Mostly I just don't like coffee. But... You see, I used to love coffee, and then I started drinking more and more tea. Like, I was always an avid tea drinker, but I wasn't like a, I only drink tea because I'm now not limited. Like, I now do not want to drink pop. If it's offered, and if there's cherry Coke in the vicinity, I will drink it. Of which there is. Um, fuck, why'd you have to tell, say that? <laughs> I have to take one home now. Um, Please do, I'm getting tired of drinking soda. <laughs> I just, like, 7 o'clock hits, and I'm like, I'm thirsty. But I don't want to make tea at 7, so I just open a can. But I don't finish it by the time I go to bed. So, like, there's just a fucking half-drank can? It's it's maybe, like, 10% left, but still. I mean, I know your policy on that, considering that you got uppity on me for apparently almost uh, leaving 10% of water in a water bottle gun. To be fair, that is a sin. If it's water, drink it. If it's, like, okay, if it's, like, a sugary drink, completely understandable. Like, oh, man, I don't usually drink sugar... Uh, it bogs me down, like, I, I needed to throw it out, like, well, I'm not, I'm no, definitely not gonna drink it, I'm definitely gonna drink it more, I mean, that's kind of acceptable, but, like, if it's water, if it's something that's so, if it's something so quintessential, essentially, like, don't waste this, or we'll die eventually, don't, just don't, just don't, sugar, sugar will rot the water, water will not rot water. Drink, drink the water. Drink the fucking water. Drink the water. There are people in Canada that would love your non-frozen water. It's all... Ice here, like I, I'm like they had to chip out fucking icebergs to get us our coffee, and then run it through a machine that makes it too hot. Too do hot. you understand? Too hot. Do you understand? Do you, like, <laughs> so, I actually forgot what we were talking about. Tim Hortons coffee. I hate it. <laughs> we made it back, folks. <laughs> we made it full circle. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I don't drink pop. And then I drink tea because it's something with flavor. It's tasty. And I, honestly enough, (laughs) as much as I like to bring the, like, I live at home because I love free juice, juice, I don't really drink that much juice. (laughs) It's just piling up there. You (laughs) motherfucker. Every week she's just like, well, eventually he's going to finish this because he only is here for the juice. So, like, I might as well keep him in. Just fucking stores of juice. That way, if she ever stops buying juice... I have a few in reserve. You, you, yeah, you've got that back out just in case. You've got an entire bunker of juice made out of juice. 
<laughs> I could just eat my shelter. Yeah. That's that's the dream shelters where you could eat it and still have shelter. Exactly. Fallout, probably not going to save you from it, but you can eat it as you die. I mean, with a big enough pig, uh, the outside would be radiated, but it still would take a few minutes to get inside so you can eat still. Uh, granted, if you plan to live there for a few years, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for Nobody that, has that much to choose. For that, like, at least ten minutes. I would, that ten minutes is actually pretty generous for radiation. <laughs> uh, I would say at least uh, twenty seconds you would have to enjoy that nice, tasty uh, whatever you're living in. And I wouldn't recommend living inside an animal during a nuclear fallout. Not a great time. Yeah. All right, back to Tim Ward's coffee for a second. Oh yeah, that thing. No, I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I love their specialty drinks because I don't. There was a time where I thought their sugary drinks actually contained coffee. No, it's just sugar and cream, I'm pretty sure. some caffeine. There's about as much as a tea. Okay, well... As far as caffeine goes. It's still... I I looked that up, actually, last week. It's not like you're drinking for the coffee, is what I'm trying to get across. Yes. It's it's, it's piled on the cream sugar. It might... Like, it is a latte. I was going to say it might as well be a latte, but it actually, in reality, is... It is a relaxing drink. Yes. But it still has enough caffeine to keep me, like, adjusted. Excellent. Uh, my next point was, uh, because I don't drink pop, I now drink sparkling water. Wow, you faggot. Right? <laughs> I'm beca- I'm metamor- like... I, Jesus. I, I am, I'm transforming is the word I was trying, like, so hard to shove out of my mouth. Dicks will be falling out of your asshole, like you're, <laughs> you're, you're transforming so hard. I have long hair, it's currently slicked up in a ponytail because I washed it, so it looks greasy as fuck. I have thick-rimmed glasses, I have a straggly beard, I'm currently wearing a large button sweater. It's cozy, though. Uh, it, it is very cozy, actually. Okay. It's probably my favorite. Okay. I am uh, slightly health-conscious because I'm trying to lose the weight. How's that going? Uh, currently, I'm at 12 pounds. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I am currently still 40 pounds overweight, according to uh, some standard on the internet somewhere. Good. But I'm still... Fairly good. Unless I build muscle, in which case I can just be a wrestler. Exactly. Like, I was fucking out of boredom today. Yes. It's like horrible boredom. I was like, you know what? Beard and I should become a wrestler. Yes. One, all of us combined, one wrestler. Um, <laughs> just, with our powers combined, <laughs> I'll just stuff you in my shirt, add to the weight so that we could be heavyweight. Exactly. And then you could just whisper, like, tactics into my ear. And just go completely off the plot because I realized that sounds really stupid considering that wrestling is fake. <laughs> I was I've watched Tiger Okay. The only wrestling exposure <laughs> I've had in the past probably week and a half is watching Tiger Mask W on and off. So it's become a point where like I watch this show and it's complete the show, although the anime is scripted, the wrestling matches in universe technically aren't scripted. Yes, they're they're, they're actually they're, they're trying to keep kayfabe alive. Yeah, they're they're actually kayfabe. more of a martial arts tournament than anything. It's so silly. It's actually entirely silly. You know, like, how do they know? Like, I, I I get that's the whole trauma of how do, how do we know who's gonna win or like how does any plot actually get established when it's just masked dudes getting pissed at each other? Right. But that's what kind of that's that's the charm of Tiger Mask W is that. It's real, and this is this is the in-universe of how it's going to be real. Just get tired and of what, was, what would happen if it was if it was real? And yes, they also rest, legitimately wrestle bears that one time and ate it. They, they ate they that bear. They killed that bear. 
Uh, bears. I'm so tired of fucking bears. It's like, you fight bears! You asked for this! He fights bears by being tied upside down by his feet on a fucking, like, random gallows thing. Yeah, but after fucking the, bear comes up and he just fucks it. After the first bear, you look for other places to hunt or hang upside down. It's, 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 I just don't get I, it. I can't get over that. Uh, bears again. Like... Why? Were, were you expecting something else in Bear Forest? <laughs> you you specifically went to apparently Bear Forest. I don't know if they mentioned how many times they've had bear, but it's been a lot. It's been a lot more than the norm, which is more than one. <laughs> if you shot a bear and ate it, that's an extraordinary feat, it's in gross, my opinion. But yeah, it's, it's a feat. I bear watch. meat's not great. I was going to say, I want to try bear meat, but... It, I would not recommend is it uh, equal to moose meat? No, it's greasy. Uh, it's because, well, like, herbivores, I, herbivore meat is good because, you know, they, they don't... Do you know the, the, the energy cycle? Like, you lose probably a tenth of the potential energy. Like, eating, yeah. eating grass is better for you than eating meat yes. because of the energy thing. It gets even worse because it's a kind of, well, omnivore. And it eats meat, which is can be greasy, which makes it even greasier. Yeah. And they store a lot of fat to be warm and... I was just about to like make the the fat point. That that was my that was my thought process of like why it would be greasy. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Well, there we go. Eat herbivores because that's the natural cycle of things. And honestly, I don't really like moose all that much. Um, I actually haven't tried moose. I only brought up moose because it's been around my family a lot, and I'm like, eventually, I'm going to have to try it. It's just unfortunately bland. Like you expect moose meat to be really good because huge ass animal. But I think the flavor... You, you get a concentration of flavor. Yes. Right? You, you get, the, the mass has so much flavor to it. So you get a deer. Deer tastes pretty good. There's a good, there's a good flavor there. Cow, it tastes good. Yeah, I'd yeah. say it's less flavorful than a deer because the cow is bigger. Yes, yes, Because yes. the concentration of flavor, like... like, like um, it, what's, the, what's the medicine called? Quote-unquote medicine. Alternative medicine. I mean, I was also going to uh, make it simpler for all of us in saying that uh, smaller bags of chips, and yes, I'm going with bags of chips, because I kind of want a chip, but I'm not going to eat fucking chips because I'm trying to fucking watch the weight. Uh, that's that's a little bit of venting on my part. My apologies. Anyway, smaller bag of chips, <laughs> typically, especially Doritos for some reason, smaller bags of Doritos, they must use more uh, flavoring in it so because smaller bags, the smaller quantities always taste better than the huge bags. Of That's true. Because I, I don't know if it's like they purposely do density, like oh they bought our stack pack, well they're going to buy our big packs, and <laughs> jokes on them, it's going to be fucking shitty. I fear that a food the size of this house would be very bland. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, the yeah. Bi- but- the bigger the food item, the less so- tasty. Well, you know, Unless it's encompassed with like little smaller food items, then that doesn't really count. I mean, you can also marinate it, but that's that's after it's dead. So. Yeah, no, just, that, that, that's also, just potentially also cut into little pieces. So really, no, I want pizza. I, I mean, I, pizza's always good. Pizza's a good, good time. Speaking of pizza, Royal Rumble next, not this Sunday coming, but the Sunday after that. What's that to do with anything about pizza? Because it has to be here. Because they're not fucking showing it in theaters. So I'm probably gonna order a pizza. Oh man, I would enjoy that. I would pay my pay my, my, my part for that pizza and will enjoy it with my friends. Sounds good. And by friends I mean friend, because I don't know about the fucking Patrick guy. Yeah, Patrick and Nathan are gonna be gone. Oh. Yeah. So like currently collectively there's about point five of a friend in there. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds 
good. We hang on a lot, but you know, <laughs> but I'm, f- I'm fairly certain this is more of a like, I I I need someone to vent to uh, slash you seem like a guy I can test out my my uh, whippings with. Nathan's Nathan's good people. I like Nathan. I mean, we did the podcast briefly with him until he was like, "Wow, Paul sucks." I've, <laughs> I hope that's legitimately the reason. I mean, I honestly, if Nathan came back now. I mean, he seemed pretty into it, honestly. Like, he wants to podcast. I see. I think he wants an actual like. Here's 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 a little bit of inside working, and I'm leaning in, even though it's probably not going to do anything in the audio anyway. No, it's probably not. Okay, well, I'm going to lean in because it's actually slightly comfortable for me right now. Okay. That's an aside. I'm full of asides today. Yep. Adjusting my seat before I make my <laughs> point. He's attacking on all asides. Uh, all right. Do, 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 do. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Oh god, lasers! <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the signal, guys. <laughs> Nathan wants a uh, actual podcast in which we talk about things, as opposed yeah. to the podcast right now in which we bitch about things. Two completely different things. The thing is, I fucking hate Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like, even when we're given a topic, we actually like go through it pretty well. I don't know why we don't do a regular segment of actual scripted stuff or actual, here's a topic, let's talk about it. Either that or it's one of our problems in which uh, I tangent a lot because I like, in order to explain myself clearly, I like to use other examples, which runs in the more tangents, which because it's, it's, it's a weird like mannerism for me that, oh, much like the bee... Uh, dies after it stings. This is good. (laughs) This is good. I make a point and then immediately trail off. (sighs) The bee and this analogy did not... If I drop it, then it would come true because the bee would be dead and so would this topic. Anyway... If you drop babies, it'll be dead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that equates to it, I guess. What is your... My point. Actually, I completely forgot where I was going with this. Anyway, all right. This is what it's like in real life with this guy. It's like you get an hour to an hour and a half chunks of like you know some verbal spewage, and he could try and stay on topic. But when it's not the podcast, it's just every day, at day in, day out, just like, what are you saying, Beard? Oh, he's asleep now. Fucking asshole. I've collected myself. What I was trying to say. Uh huh. Is that I go off topic a lot, Dude, and you typically run with it as well. I uh, I am an unfortunate uh, exacerbator of such situations. So if we have, say, a third party, I mean, which did... was going to be probably Chris, if Paul also wasn't me, uh, because I ran away with a topic, and you followed me because you had either some funny tangent or like, oh yeah, this is a good point. Well, not, this is a good point. I never have good points. But you, you know what I mean. I've got the insight part. Yeah. Um, and then Paul would also be that. Uh, and then Chris didn't speak very much. And not I enough. think if he had the chance, or if he really wanted to, he could uh, kick one of us out. I would hope to be able, uh, I would hope it was Paul. <laughs> because there honestly can't be two of me in a podcast. It's fine a li- for a little while in which I giggle a little bit. It's like, oh, Beard has something up his sleeve. As it turns out, it's disappointment or, like, really good. We, but... it's, never, it's never in between. It's never like a topic that's like, 
oh, wow, this is re- legitimately only funny to him. It's usually, wow, this is actually a comedic, uh, very nice from Chris, i.e. Redbeard, um, as opposed to, oh, that's... Uh, it's really interesting. I feel like we need a world star throwdown between you and Paul, though, at some point. I would uh, love to kick the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, look. All right. So, if you if you listen to previous podcasts, uh, incentive to listen to season one, um, me and him never, like, we could not talk in the same room. No. Because we'd always stumble over each other. And because They're, I'm the more, like, passive one, he would always anger. get his way. Verbal anger. Very, very anger. Like, I, I, I think I yelled more in that, like, span of a year when we did the podcast than I have at any other human being collectively ever. What was the big one? It was, like, some sort of game system thing, was it? It was Let's Plays. Oh, just Let's Plays in general. Because uh, he beautiful. wants to do a Let's Play, and a Let's Play typically dictates you playing a game over commentary, um, and he wanted to do something like a, oh... I wanted to do a gameplay commentary in which I take chunks of the game that I play and you know comment over them or take chunks of the game live where I'm commenting and blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know, you know that's pretty much a partial let's play. It's like, nah, uh let's play so when you complete the whole game. I'm let's, like, let's let's. <laughs> I can I can see your salt rising. I I I, I caught myself when you rose the hand. I was like, yep, oh fuck, yep, I'm being yep, loud yep, again, aren't yep, I? It's, it's getting it's get to that angry part. Let's just leave it there and say, go back and listen to that podcast. It's the one... I, I'm pretty sure I put a Nintendo. Yes, you did. You put, a, you put a Super Famicom system on there. I, I, was it a Super Famicom or just I a I think system? it was a Super Famicom. Either Unless, way, yeah. like, go back, look for the fucking actual like Nintendo picture, because I don't remember the fucking name of it because I don't do that, and, and give that one a nice listen. And here's the thing. I'm pretty sure none of us won that conversation because what I was describing was gameplay commentary, which would be a Let's Play, because you're playing with the audience. That's that's the whole thing about Let's Plays, is that you play the game, and you talk about stuff, and you just so happen to be playing a game as well. Sometimes you talk about the game, sometimes you talk about other things besides the game, which I think okay. was... Episode 4, Paul does a Let's Play, it is a Super Famicom. Yeah. I'm so, uh, I was going to say, I'm so glad that episode came early, because it showed our group dynamic really well, or at least us, the, the, me against Paul. I'd say that's one of the solid, like, defining factors of who we were, because, uh, wow, that was... Uh, yeah, I, I would say that was er- an early, like, podcast, but we had four episodes before episode one, uh, three episodes before episode one. Uh, we had 0. 0.5, 0. 0.75, and then a one when we finally decided Nathan wasn't going to come. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, that was our eighth one. Episode 4 is our 8th episode. Are we counting the extra episode? Yep, yep. Exhumed Uncomfortable Butt Stuff. Okay, alright. It's fucking great. <laughs> what episode is this? Uh, episode episode 4, so episode 8. So, so, so go to the 8th one. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Harry Susan Mia or something. <laughs> we should just like... We've got our we've got our uh, 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 chronology chronological canon, and then we have our like f- find our group dynamic, which is like three episodes of the first season, then just listen to the rest of the second season because it's well better. in canon everyone except Paul came out of hell. That's true. Unless we're still in hell. I mean, it's probably some sort of limbo to be honest. 
You know what this this feels like, Limbo? It is kind of a Limbo. It's very gray. I'm playing Diablo again. I Diablo, also played Diablo, Diablo again. That was a fucking slippery slope. It, it, see, it's not really captured me. I just pop on for a sec, see if people are doing something, and I'm mostly at this point just helping you guys. See, here's here's the gym jams. Here's the gym jams with me and Diablo. Diablo right. 2... Jam, jam my gyms. Uh, I'm going to jam your gyms so put, hard. Put the jam all in my gyms. Mm, what, what, what kind of jam? There's too much jam. There's too much jam in my gyms. Three, three, three different jams. <laughs> three different jams. Why is there too much jam in my gyms? Raspberry goes here. Apple goes here. Blueberry. When I asked, I didn't expect this. <laughs> you asked me the jimmy, your jams. Such hubris. I mean, jam, jam your jimmies. Fuck. <laughs> I jimmy the jams as well. You put jimmies in my jams. You put jam in my jimmies. It's so chewy and gooey. <laughs> Just eat a kid named Jimmy. <laughs> Don't fucking touch that bird. He touched fucking bird. So we ate him in jam. So we turned him into jam. We turned him into a spreadable substance. <coughs> oh, so Diablo. Okay, just give me a second to recompose. Diablo 2, which is the one I started with, when I was a wee lad of, I think, like, 12 to 16, so really not that long ago, um, it captured me because I had that, like, I, I, I had a sense of, alright, what the fuck's gonna pop up next? I'm a poor-ass scrub Diablo player. Uh, there's... Epics or uh, fucking uniques coming out of my asshole, but I still find new ones, so I need to find all of them. And that was my goal for Diablo 2, was to collect all the uniques. And because I didn't have the foresight to look up any loot tables or anything else, because I think uniques were actually randomly dropped anyway. Uh, I don't know. I, I, actually, I actually can't remember. Um, I didn't do any good builds because I didn't want to look up, because I want to do it myself. That, that was an accomplishment. But in Diablo 2, before they introduced rerolls, it was very hard to, like, roll a character. So, uh, Necromancer 1 quickly turned into Barbarian 32, <laughs> in which I finally realized, wow, if I'm actually doing this pilgrimage to find the uniques, I should probably find get Magic Find. To which they actually skilled specifically for Magic Find. Magic Barbs were actually commonplace. And then that was my Diablo 2 experience. Now, Diablo 3 struck a chord for me at first. I think I talked about this not at length, but I talked about this on the podcast previously in, like, Season 1. If so, I don't remember, because I have a shit memory. Either way. Um, I actually can't remember at what point. I actually don't know if it was on the podcast. Someone asked me about Diablo 3 in the store, and I'm pretty sure it was uh, Pretty sure it was there. I think it was also during my Flying Boat Train triad as well. Um, flying boat trains being an old meme that I won't get into because that's old and kind of kind of. You can make him an aether revolt. I mean, you can make him an olive Kaladesh. If I mean, they they had a chance to really get my goat, but they didn't get they didn't grab the goat. Instead, yeah. they grabbed Jimmy, uh, freshly made. They do Jimmy. have flying boats though. Flying boats I'm fine with. Airships I think conceptually are cool because if it's aqua dynamic, it's going to be a little bit aerodynamic. Oh yeah, air, air flows like yeah. So like, if you ship, if you model a ship after a boat, that's fine. It looks cool because you could like make it. You could make it a boat that's instead floating on the clouds, and that's cool imagery. But boat trains, there's no reason for the train boats. Even if it was steam powered, you don't need train like wheels. You don't need those trucks. So Diablo, before you wow. trip, fall down that path again. <laughs> I think I got loud again. Alright, Diablo <laughs> 3 was very disappointed at initial release. 
mainly not no, mainly because they didn't allow you to skill kind of how you wanted. They like let you through a narrow path, um, and that turned me off immediately. And then I tried it again a little bit later, not before they like completely overhauled the system. Yeah, they did make it a lot better. And then now, I in my opinion, it's a lot better. I don't mind the uh, linearity of the skills because I actually think about it. It's like all right, instead of uh, instead of the hard decisions of, oh, I fucked up my character, time to re-roll another level 80. Um, it's now a, everyone gets the same skills, the only thing that matters now is your loot and your configuration of your skills, which I think is a lot better and a lot more player-friendly. Yep. Um, and this is coming from a guy who plays Dwarf Fortress, in which all your all your mistakes are just there there to show the world. Can you get rid of them? You, you, you can go You can go try it. You can go try it, but your doors will remember <laughs> They always remember. <laughs> hey, remember when he tried to fucking burn everyone down because he didn't want overpopulation? <laughs> doors, doors are like, doors are. You, know, you got, you got doors. Remember nine eleven? They remember, they remember the Alamo, uh, Pepperidge Farms. Type, they've been, remember? They, they've been around for a while. That's why we needed to get rid of them. That's why they're extinct in almost all of the like, fic, uh, like all, all of the Bethesda fiction because they knew too much. There's not really many dwarves in much fantasy, really. Look at magic. There's Balthor, which I accidentally named my paladin after and I didn't even know. Neat. And then there's a couple... Oh, wait, there's new dwarves. There's new dwarves in Aether. That's right. Srom. Srom. Speaking of... Um, yeah, Diablo's Diablo's more user-friendly. It's more fun now, and, and we're just doing adventure mode, and it's great. I was, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say about the end game is that um, it's getting to a point now where gear doesn't like we're we're looking for specific pieces of gear and not like specific levels of gear. Like we can't move up. We can only move, like we can only move up very very small increments, and the yeah. only gear we're getting are either downgrades or sidegrades. Um, yeah, so it's really rough, and I finally found pants to the set, and I want the whole set, and I can't get the fucking set. I got pants. Finally found pants. See, I have a full suit, but I found out uh, Bracer's not included in any of the fucking sets, so now I need to find the uh, Immortal King's weapon. So I might as well just not have had the ring bonus at all at this okay. point. Uh, I'm still going to have the ring bonus, because having two sets are badass, but uh, I'm going I'm to lose the 250% to increase that by 50% and whatever the runes give me. Which I think gives me another fucking 200%, so really I lost nothing overall. That's fine. Um, yeah, so I guess magic. Just some magic-related talk. Oh, yeah, because pre-release happened and then I got sick. Yes, so... Yeah, the podcast wasn't out last week because this guy here could not speak. I had laryngitis. I think it developed uh, a little bit uh, before the pre-release. It just didn't affect my voice. And then pre-releases... Beard gets really <laughs> excited. Get really excited in a room full of people with cards. Uh, if there's fucking cardboard involved, fuck it, done. That's, it's over. It's over. Like, there's a cardboard box right there. I'm very excited about it. I'm not I keep it there just to keep the level of the podcast up. Really. Like, like I, I'm very excited. I'm like, what's in it? There's fucking stuff in there. I see I see a bunch of elastics. I yep. like elastics. There's elastics. Fuck yeah, dude. I see tape. I don't know why I got elastics for Christmas, but I did. <laughs> or tape. Christmas gift? Oh, yeah. That's a Christmas box. I gotta understand tape. Tape is like office supplies. Elastics are a little weird. Yep. Not gonna lie. What do I, I wonder... Want? Okay, I wonder... <laughs> Without saying who got it for you, do does th- does that person know you play Magic the Gathering or any sort of card games? No. Okay, no, that's even weirder. Yeah. Because at the very least, I could say, oh, they don't know what to buy because Magic the Gathering is a very confusing outsider product. That's true. 
So they were like, what keeps cards together? Elastics. Pain. But they tried. It's pain. I would, I would not enjoy the present, but I would appreciate that they thought about my hobbies as half-assed as it was. Yeah, no, I, he, he even said, I have no idea why I got that for you. <laughs> Who? What? Okay, you know what, we're going to move on from the elastics. Yep. <laughs> so, pre-release. Pre-release, yes. Um, my games were very exciting, except for that one where he blatantly didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, that was rough. Lad. I walked over, because I, I did trash all night, but that's fine. I opened, like, a $30 promo cards. So I was like, whatever. I, thing, I, was, I, was, I, I pre-released so well I was playing standard. That's how that's how well my limited deck was. <laughs> um, and then I was like, I, I stopped the first guy. I say stop. It was actually a very well-fought victory um, in that I couldn't use the pummeler at all because I essentially played uh, I essentially played red green like uh, electrostatic pummeler. It's a dude that uh, when he enters you get energy and you can spend energy to double his power and toughness. Based on his power and toughness. Based on his power and toughness. So, like, he starts off as a 1-1, one, one, and then you do it again. Or do it a first time, it's a 2-2. Two, two. Then do it again, it's a 4-4, four, four, et cetera, et cetera. And it only gets crazier when you buff him. Yeah, so the whole point is to give it, like, plus 4, plus 4, and then double it. And then now he's swinging for 10. Yeah, so the whole the whole purpose of the deck was to buff that one guy, or similar guys that decentifies you from blocking him, and uh, give them trample, and just pretty much run over your opponent. First game, uh, first first set of games, very good. One, uh, very hard fought. Second game is when you saw me play, and it was against the poor guy who got the buy because he was a late entry, and they let him in. Now, I'm not mad about getting a like dude that didn't play, mostly because you know it's an advantage to me because they don't know how his deck works. But this man, I feel like this man knew the concept of Magic: The Gathering. Walked in, and then just ah. how to describe his deck, Devin? Um, um, uh, uh, five five color, uh, wishful thinking. <laughs> I mean, yes. Um, <laughs> he essentially ran an artifact deck. And five five color engine of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fucking dream. All right. What I don't get as well. Like, think about, I'll, I'll, I'll describe what I saw in the deck. It was artifact-based, which is fine, because, you know, Aether Revolt is a bunch of artifacts. Um, you I could run five colors to just play colorless creatures. Yeah, like, if it was just colorless creatures, it would be fine. I, we wouldn't be talking about it. If it was, like, uh, drop, like, even if it was, like, vehicles. If it was vehicles with those, like, half-colored artifacts, completely fine. Artifacts... Are colorless. They only require colorless to cast, generally. Well, they, they require generic to cast. Generic, It's sorry. now defined. My, my apologies. Yes. Um, and then sometimes they have abilities that require colored mana, and this is what this man did. Um, only, whenever he played a dude with colored mana for an ability, he'd always have every color except that one color. So, like, he had a dude that you could pay for, and at that point it was, like, turn five when he played him. Yeah. Um, turn four... Uh, sorry, four mana, one green. Uh, you can put a one-one counter on him, making him better. Essentially, um, he had four mana, but not green, which is what confused me the first time I played him. And I was like, okay, this is this is a little weird. This weirded me out a little bit. Um, typically, 
if you have abilities, you still need to keep within those colors on your land. It's true. But this guy wanted to be a Skittles player, whatever. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe? He had a backup plan. No backup plan. No backup plan. It was artifacts, I think one or two colored permanents, and uh, whenever I swung, I pretty much hinted at the fact that he probably shouldn't swing next turn so he could block my 8-8 without trample. Yeah, that was... Uh... Yeah, like I saw, I saw one creature hit the field and then nothing else. Promptly died. Yeah. Um, even if okay, even if you could chop block it and you had something, like say say this man is a Timmy and he's like, oh, I have this uh, eight drop, uh, wipe the field. I get three creatures from my deck onto the battlefield and look at me. And it's just like whatever. I'll just win before turn eight. I'd, I'd play that. <laughs> I mean, it's very easy to get eight mana, but. Regardless, <laughs> um, like even the, he, he didn't have like there there was no backup plan there, and the poor guy probably like this was probably his second game of Magic. He played with his brother probably who knew what he was doing with actual decks, and he was like, "I like this. I can do this." Walked into that store because he knew an event was going on, and then you proceeded to shit down his throat. Yes. I tried to be as friendly as possible. I gave him, like... A second game, I was like, I know what this was. I'm going to give you as many hints as possible. Could you please... Please make me lose. I believe in you. <laughs> At least make me lose once so I don't have to go up to, like, the store owner and go, Yeah, no, I won against this guy 2-0. I made this kid open <coughs> his mouth underneath my asshole as I took big dumpers in her. Big dumpers. <laughs> big and his dumpers. name was Electrostatic Pommel. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you ended up winning packs. Um, I split with the guy because the guy... The thing about the, thing about the pre-releases here is that there are some people with, like... The only describing feature I can give them are they were very, like... They look like Scandinavian nerds with long hair. It's weirdly true. Um, there's always a pack of them. There's never just one. There's no. always at least three. Three. Um, and they're very good at limited. I don't know if they play all of the limited or if they, like, test their decks beforehand or, like, test the uh, pool beforehand. But from my experience, I've never won against him during limited. It was that one same specific guy. Yeah, so yeah. I immediately agreed to split because I didn't have any confidence. And then I got the fucking artifact in the box, so... There you go. Um, you know, it was Black Vice, which is, what, 40 Uh It was 40 bucks. Yeah. it was 25 in trade, and then I bought $200 worth of fucking lands and fucking Atarka. I'll be honest, that was one of the first times, because I opened $30 rare and a couple other things, and you get, like, roughly 70% of the value of the card back if you trade it in. Yeah. This was one of the only times where I didn't get totally Jewed. So that was kind of nice. Um, I, I think by the end, he was just like... I, th I think I set a precedent of like I would like to buy two hundred dollars worth of cards, please. And he was like, he's he's usually fair with his cards, or at least the expensive ones. Yeah, like modern staples, usually he's pretty decent for random cards here and there. No, don't fucking do it. Well, bulk rares are at minimum a dollar, sometimes two, sometimes two. I'd rather just buy online face to face. Really, I could wait. I I, I, could, I could wait buying a playset of rares that cost a quarter, and yeah, I could I, I could save three dollars. Yeah, I mean, even the shipping alone is less than that. Yeah. But... And even then, if I'm on the face-to-face -face website, I can just browse to see what they fucking have for, like, Commander and shit. That's true. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm wasting a human being's time asking for cards and... Yeah, just, like, one of. Yeah. 
it's it's really a shame for like commander players, especially like at LGS, and it's a really a huge shame for the fucking owners fetching those cards. It's like, oh, I would like uh, seven cards. Sweet. What format? Or like, or what 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 are you thinking? What 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 would you like? Yeah. Uh, for, first thing, of course, people try and think standard because standard cards come in and rotate very frequently. So people usually come in, be like, I need standard cards for my new standard deck. Yeah. But, you come in for a commander deck, and it's like, I need one very obscure Legends card that uh, I hope you have the alternate version of, because that's the only thing I will accept in my deck. I don't... Uh, yeah, that's, that's silly. <laughs> I, the only stickler I am for art uh, currently is if I have equal amounts of the same art, like, so I split them 50-50. Um, like, if I, if I only had the one... Uh, Mogwarm Rushal, like Eternal Masters are, um, but I have two, so I split them. Um, I, I kind of like that. At the, it's very frowned upon in Magic the Gathering that have like all different arts of stuff. Yeah, because um, if somebody sees your hand, say you have like two lands and like three creatures or something like that, and you draw another land. If they see your hand again or see you play that land, they know that land is different from the other land and know you just drew a land, so they know they have no extra, like, you have yeah. no extra gas. So it's more on you to, like, just say, like, all right, I need to now, therefore, essentially you need to keep in mind extra hard. It, it's, a, it's a disbenefit to you, especially if the opponent's paying attention. It's probably another benefit of running those unhinged lands. Not only are they beautiful, but there's only one artwork, so. I mean, yeah. Um, I personally don't give a fuck because I play all in, so you're going to see the entire the, the entirety of my hand anyway. That's true. Um, so I run all different arts of lands. Um, Bullshit whiteboarded them yourself. I actually need to replace one because one of them actually like bent the corner, which is a shame because that was a full art. I yeah, might run it in a commander deck or harden it with like acrylic paint or something. <laughs> like keep it steady, so like if if it doesn't jumble around in the sleeve. I actually found. Uh, while looking through my commons, a stash that I've hidden away that had all of my sleeves, all of my tokens, and all of my full art lands. Oh yeah, you mentioned. Keep in mind, I only had like about, I, I pretty much had a dozen full art lands. Uh, three of them were foil, uh, two of them were from the Dax's deck because they were foil planes. Yeah. Um, and one of them was a foil island, which I didn't know I had. Was it a cup island? It wasn't a cup island. Fuck. Right? Uh, and oddly enough, the only full art lands I've had were mountains, swamps, and forests, <laughs> which are my Jimmy Jams, especially the mountains. Uh, if it's not red, I don't run it. <laughs> if it ain't red, it's not going to tread If water. it ain't red, it's not going to make it dead. If it's not red, um, you're eating bread. <laughs> if, it's, if it's not red, then fucking... Just fucking eat, Fred. <laughs> See, you know what we did to Jimmy, Fred? <laughs> is, it, is it red? Better be fucking red <laughs> by the time red. And make a jam. <laughs> um, I'd probably make him like a uh, a paste. Yeah. Yeah. Or like... Spreadable Fred. Spreadable Fred. Fredable. Oh, Fredable? Yeah. Man. Then this... again, jam is also spreadable. I mean, jam is like... See, personally, I put jam in a spoon. I also spread it with a spoon, so I don't know. Would you? I, I guess Fred would be more like a butter then. Like I think a, bread would be a bu- Fred would be a butter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, so yeah, I uh, ended up going blue black at the pre-release <laughs> because yeah, we were talking about that. Well, okay. So I opened a fuck ton of really good artifacts, right? Yes. And I also opened like 
three or th- three gear circus serpents and two of these like huge black creatures with improvised that I could just tap all my artifacts to play. Yep. What would I see in my opening hands? But nothing but gear circus serpents or that guy and no artifacts to facilitate the cost. Hmm. Or I wouldn't find the mana to cast anything in my hand. That's a lovely. Granted, mm-hmm. despite this, I still put up a fucking bitter fight. But because of these little fucking shortcomings, could not actually land a single win. At the very least, you get the full arts. I did get the full arts, and See, I got I got the promo. So I'm I think with the Zendikar full arts, my favorite arts are the swamps. I think a lot of the full art swamp arts are pretty good. Uh, I like the original Zendikar planes because they have a lot of weird hedron looking things, and I'm okay with that. And some of the forests are pretty dope. Yeah. Um. See, I, looking at the lands, because I, I was going through my comment pile, looking at the lands from, like, Zendikar and Khans, they're really fucking great, and I wish they were full art. And by Zendikar, I mean, like, Zendikar already has full art lands. But, yeah. like, more 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 arts are full arts. And in my opinion, with Force of Will, uh, a dying game that it is, with all full arts, I don't see that... I don't see a reason. <laughs> it's true. I mean, Especially with like some of the uh, like specialty cards where it actually has like the full art, but you still have the the wording on it. A lot of the arts actually have like a high res like full version, and there's no reason for it not to be on the card. Yeah, there's actually like some of the major cards you'll see on the the subreddit of people posting like oil canvas painting of this card that I did because I am the artist of that card that I'm selling for like five grand, and they're fucking huge. Like they're probably as big as the window there. Yeah. I would love to get my hands on one, but I get five grand is, is a lot. Yeah, five five grand is a little too much. I wonder I, if I can contact some of the art of uh, the, the people that made like Crinko Mob Boss to make me a, a thing for at least cheap ish. Make the uh, fucking bullshit commanders that we've the idea we had. C- commish them. Commish them. I mean, here's the thing about those commanders. And we're gonna go. We're, we're gonna talk about something. Something that that went on in our in our personal lives a little bit because it was fun. It was um, fun. I love developing cards. So uh, the the group the the Goyf Squad, as it were, actually with Tyler, it's the Goffy Squad. Yeah, Tyler's there. So it's uh, the Goffy the, Squad. The Goffy Squad um, made their own little commanders for for Magic the Gathering. Um, obviously not official, just like some some shit we did. Yeah, because we all like to play certain aspects of cards, or we have like a certain tribe that we enjoy. Beard likes goblins, I like slivers, Tyler likes golems and elves. For some reason, okay, I, what I, slight, slight tangent here. Uh, elves are really fucking weird because they're never consistent in their fucking lore. I never, I don't understand, I just hate them. I also hate them. Here's the, here's the gem jams. In the Lord of the Rings, there were some mystical, like, nature-dwelling people that were really good at bows. Bows I can see because it takes a lot of agility and, you know, fucking leaping from tree to tree. They're also environmentally friendly. I can see that. Yeah. Everything is great. And then you move on to, like, the other elves that Tyler likes, and then they're, like, machinists and, like, for Phyrexia or, like, for oh, a fucking, yeah. like... Oh, they're, they're the splicers. They take natural ingredients turn them and make them artificial and then send them to fight the other fucking nature elves and I don't get it. How can you be so fucking two-faced? I have no idea. As well, my one sticking point for my fa- like for for the game that I play, I do not admit that goblins have a good side. Goblins are always chaotic neutral or chaotic evil. There's nothing there's nothing good about a goblin unless it's like drafted or raised in a society that like forces them to behave or like they own land, so they have to be good. 
Like, say, for example, Goblin, for whatever reason, stole some dragon riches and, like, took it to a, like... Essentially, his, his in his mind, money is good because the dragon wants it, so I want it too. Walks over to some adventurer or some dude that was like, hey, because I'm really bad at fighting, if you give me some of that gold, I'll share with you some of my land that I'm going to buy with that gold. And the goblin's like, I get fucking land? Sweet, dude. And then he just kills the guy and takes his land because that's a goblin thing. That's a goblin thing. And now that he owns land, uh, for some reason I picture it to be like maybe like a farm or a plantation or something. Now he has land, and of course the goblin doesn't know what the fuck to do with it, so he hires people. He's like, hey, I got I got these fucking weeds over here. I don't know what to do with them. He's like, pay me two gold. And that's the only reason why a goblin would ever be good, <laughs> is if he was He forced, doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. If, if he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, he relies on other people, or if it runs the storyline of a smart goblin, but now we're getting into the, like, oh, there's the splicers, and then there's the smart goblins. Yeah. Um, which they're already matching together, which is my primary uh, primary exposure to them. So, commanders. <laughs> right, commanders. <laughs> think about them. I don't think Tyler understands how to play aggro or a fair aggro card. Like, he he sets a good ground. <coughs> like, yes. I, I will say that. He sets a good groundwork, but I, like, I've been playing since I was a, but a wee lad, so I know kind of card design. Yes. Giving slivers any form of annihilator is a poor choice. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I don't think he knows that all slivers get them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If a sliver has annihilator and all slivers gain annihilator, then it's just not a good time for anybody. I don't think he's played with with, with anyone with slivers. Has he? Like, have you I, played with him with slivers once? All, I, uh, all it's the popper slivers. That's it. Hmm. It has 12 lords. He should know better. Right? And then, like, the goblin card, because specifically he hates goblins, it's not that, like, three mana for. A 1-1... One, one. Actually, was it a 2-2? Two, what, two? what was... Yeah, I can't remember your guy. Alright, my guy was a 3-drop, which I had an immediate problem with, but I let it slide just to see what the abilities were. With haste, for 2-2... Two, two, like, it was a 2-2 two, two for 3, which isn't that good. But, it came in with 2-1-1 one, one zombies, and it was initially just a lord that blocked elves. Um, I have better... Um, lords in my commander deck that also function as like that the, the, the function a lot better goblin king for example mountain walk is infinitely better than protected from elves um even though my guy gave them haste if i have the option for you not to block me i will take that option 100 percent of the time so yeah, why would i ever run my book like <coughs> i don't know what it ended up as but it was uh slightly under like it was slightly over like uh, under costed, but oh, with you, a sub like a, a subpar effect. So the original one was a four cost two two. Other goblin creatures you control gain plus one plus one haste, and this creature cannot be blocked by elves. When it ends the battlefield, create two one one red goblin creature tokens. Now I was going to elect maybe making it like a good lord for four, because there's not a lot of like goblins that can do a like a, a wide variety of things. They only one thing like really stupidly badly. Um, like for example, if I gave my goblins for four mana as a one one, if I gave other goblins double strike and remove trample from them, that'd be great. But whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and uh, find all that because I do want to kind of actually build the cards and, and print them off on, like, cardstock and have it actually as our bullshit commanders. Yeah. I, I think we should workshop that. I think with the group, collectively, uh, because the group knows what they want for flavor, and they have, like, they have ideas, 
and we could just workshop them, uh, workshop them down. Like, I don't have the greatest grasp of the game, but I, per, like, I, I, I'm you, fairly... You know what you want. I'm fairly confident that I know what I want, and I'm fairly confident that I can spot a good or overpowered card from, like, at least, at least close up. Like, if I, if someone, like, if, if someone points out, like, oh, that's really good with this, I can go, oh, God, it's also really good with this. Yeah. But if someone just shows me a card on its own vanilla, I'm like... I'll, I'll have to take a. I'll have to take a think. I have to go look up the cards because I I don't commit them to memory unless it's a goblin. Yeah. No, like. What was okay? Ta- fucking Christ! I don't remember most of them. Like I remember mine because I made mine better than. I mean, they don't know, but anyway. uh, yours sliver. I kind of like it. It was the sliver Eldrazi, which isn't the really seen. Well, I mean, it's no such thing. Like Eldrazi don't really take over things. So if it were to, like, it would be very bizarre to have the combination. I mean, if we really wanted to write, like, really stupid lore, perhaps there was, like, a uh, a mutant it, spawn, and well, it just, just so happened to land in, like, wherever wherever slivers were, and then they just took it over, or they, they adopted it. I could understand, like, maybe, you know how, like, the, the Titans warp the landscape that they, they come across, and they're, they're between planes. Like, they have... They're... Essentially what it's decreed as, their body does not actually, like, that's not even relatively close to what that is. Yeah. Like, they, they, they exist outside of the Eternities, and what you see of them is just, like, a pinky finger. Well, I would actually, maybe it's just, like, a alternative, like, Eldrazi God, or, like, when, when Kozilek and Ulamog died, like, something happened in the multiverse that spawned a, like, new Kozilek, and that just so happened to be a sliver. It has to always be, like, the Lich King sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like that, considering that uh, there was heavy implications of, like, don't, 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 don't do kill that. the Titans. I mean, it was, like, resolved as, like, we we're actually gods and whatever, but I don't, I don't know what came out of that. Um, so what I, I kind of would like to see is not, like, the, the since the Eldrazi's exist between planes, and they just sort of warp whatever plane they're actually sort of involved with, look at Innistrad, what happened there, Yeah, that, like, some of their influence crept into, like, any other plane that has slivers, because, like, they can fucking survive anywhere, and just sort of, like, manipulated a hive stone to warp it. Because Hivestones can create slivers, so now it's a warped Eldrazi sliver, and then one eventually became, like, fucking Lord of Slivers and shit. And that, you know, you could just make that into another card, like the uh, warped Eldrazi... Not Eldrazi, fucking the, the sliver high fucking land or whatever. Like, you, you, we, we, we can make custom shit out of our little lore, because it's yeah. essentially what Magic the Gathering does. Yeah, it's, it's our own custom nonsense, as long as everybody kind of agrees to it, because we made our cards via council. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really like... What we have, Pat, like Patrick's cards brewing, just like the zero one that just has chaos effects on it. I gotta, yeah, I gotta bring them back up because like that was months ago now, which is unfortunate. I mean, we we could still workshop it if we really had the aptitude for it. Um, I've got the pictures for like the ones that Tyler made, but I don't have any fucking. Yeah, we can just we can just. Uh, I mean, it really doesn't need to be like a podcast topic. It was just more of a like we 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 like to do our custom own stuff. We don't. We are essentially just big nerds that like to play Magic the Gathering. We we do. Yeah, and and I I feel as though there's some missed opportunities for like some cards and some flavor. Um, And if that uh, if the Phyrexian rarity cards don't come out, like it doesn't even need to be Phyrexian. That's just our stupid like pitch ball idea. But if those don't come out as like a, a alternative art story thing, I, I think they missed a huge opportunity to like sell out to the major Vorthoses out there. 
Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm interested in, in making those cards, specifically fixing my fucking goblin. It doesn't need to be a lord. It just needs to be interesting. And well, the fun part was it would like you know make a bunch of guys that were also beefy that you could swing with. Yeah, kind of like bringing in like goblins don't usually go alone. They usually bring bring a group. I mean, it's a, objectively it's a six six for four with haste. Yeah, which ain't bad. Yeah, which also buffs other goblins on the field of yours. Yeah. Um, I would specifically... I, I would probably change the entire card, honestly. Like, there's there's just way too many chieftains, for example. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Well, I mean, like... At the you same see, time, you look at slivers, you got muscle, primal, and, like, another might sliver. Like, a whole bunch... Of, there's there's a lot of lords for a lot of different things. Merfolk are really bad for lords, too. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of want, like, a unique mechanic, like the Raid Mothers. Like, Wart had a... Uh, your, your instant sorceries had a... Uh, what was it? Convoke, I believe. Like oh. it made all your instants and sorceries convoke, but you like, yeah, That's it made you, it made your red and green inst- uh, sorcery uh, instants and sorceries have convoke, and spawn two goblins to uh, support that. And then the other one had whenever uh, at, like at the beginning of your end step, I believe, uh, you take a goblin card from the graveyard and put it in your hand. I kind of want a utility goblin like that, especially yeah. when it's commander, because if you put a lord down on the field, and you go, alright, so it spawns two, like, two two twos, so, so, you know, good for me, but I'm also gonna play this chieftain. Uh, Gameplay-wise, there's not very much difference after they get summoned between those two chieftains, so do you bomb them and hope they don't cast it, or do you bomb the other goblin, and now you still have commander for, like, your lieutenant or something, for example? Yeah, it's it sucks playing a deck where, <coughs> I mean... Unlike unlike your your your, your rush deck, because like, like although it's just play dudes, turn them sideways. There you play dudes fast, turn them sideways quick, and kill fast. And commander, you don't really want to do that because you play dudes, turn them sideways. Okay, he's dead, but now he's just gonna fucking kill you anyway. So you want utility. You really want utility. Well, that's why like like just just an example for for the listeners uh, that deck that commander deck, um, that card deck supposed to be a rushdown deck, so things more suited towards a 60-card deck with multiple copies of a card. So evidently, with a multiplayer format, I would need something to control everyone, yeah. which is why I have, like... if, if oh, The only thing I had in there were creatures with haste or creatures with, like, ETB or enter the battlefield, buff your dudes. I would pretty much die nine times out of ten. But now I have, like, meaty targets you need to target, such as the 2-6 dude that steals lands. Like, yeah. he's not meant for attacking. He's meant for sitting there absorbing damage. Like, oh, I need to target him, and then now, consequently, you've tapped your dudes to attack me, and now you're open, so I can swing with exact lethal, as opposed to over-swinging, and then swinging little by little at the other guy, for example. Yeah. Like, there's 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 a little bit of a... <coughs> Essentially, the deck is place a bunch of shit, but there's a little bit more strategy to it. Yeah. It, yeah. There's there's a tiny tiny bit of finesse in aggro. Commander is the the funnest format. As much as I love modern, commander's just fun. You see, commander. The thing about even competitive commander is you're not guaranteed with a one in nine like. Yeah, you 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 have a hundred card deck which is all singleton. Like, yeah, like you're not guaranteed to win out every single time with the exact same strategy. With a similar strategy, definitely, but with a. Uh, yeah, because yeah. you, you can have multiple similar copies of a card. Like Brainstorm, Preordain, Serum Visions, they all sort of give you card advantage and set you up for later. 
Yeah, slightly different ways, obviously, but they but, still yeah. set you up. So um, you could have almost three copies of the same card. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you, it's it's one of format, so you can't really count on your deck performing exactly the way it should every single time. I mean, even even the pre-built like commanders, where I don't know, they like they, there's a lot of good decisions in in commander, and it's a shame it's not like a highly competitive format. I mean, it's good enough that they're making supplementary product <coughs> for it that also like doubles the stuff that Legacy can use, which is kind of neat. I mean, modern. I feel the ultimate goal of modern is to be anti-fun. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of fun things you can do with it, but modern is shut like, out your walls as soon as possible. Yeah, play walls. Play walls. Goblins can't climb walls. They Goblins cannot climb walls. They have tiny arms. Very tiny. <coughs> the prints on the plane, but tiny arms. And also that new artifact. I'm jamming like three of those in. Unless I'm playing control, then summoning traps go back in. Is that the uh, your non-artifact spells have improvised? No. Whenever I cast a spell, untap permanence I control except for lands. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's also really good. Tap for five. Oh, Duskwatch Recruiter one. Oh, look, a Kami. Play the Kami. Untap my wall tapper. Tap for five. Have floating <laughs> mana. Re- look at the top three. Oh, look, it's a wall. Play the wall. Have floating mana. Wall taps for more. Blah. Eventually, Embercool pops out. Essentially, the, the, the whole point is, like, one creature in hand and that artifact in hand and a Duskwatch Recruiter and, like, a wall guy. Yeah. The, like the mixed mana per wall. If I have that set up in any capacity, it's game over. Now, to draw parallels between his playstyle and my playstyle, I recently bought uh, Dual Lands and a Tarkus Command. What is a Tarkus Command? The same thing that eight of my other cards in the deck also does. So essentially, I've upgraded from a all-in deck to an all-in deck with a slightly, uh, slightly tinge of green... Yeah, you, you, you play the aggro, I play the combo. Or, like, weird interactions. I just play weird fucking decks. You see, I really like aggro because I love... Here's the thing. There's some weird satisfaction of... I've set up these dominoes with my opening hand, and then I'm going to thought seize you to see where your dominoes are at, and then you see... Like, they see that your hand is essentially just a fucking scattered table of Keltrops. <laughs> And it's just like, you're not playing dominoes. I'm like, fuck no, I'm not playing dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, like... <laughs> I feel like aggro's very important in that... Not not aggro to the point of dege- uh, degeneracy. I'm, I, I feel like I'm playing a degenerate deck. But it's very important for the game because if you let your players be complacent with, like... <laughs> I can just stall them out to turn eight that I can play fucking omniscience or some shit... Uh, whereas goblins are like, is it turn three? <laughs> All right, concede if he's not dead. Yep. <laughs> Except you never know how to concede, and you just wake it out for like seven more turns knowing that you're doomed. You see, usually when that happens, I have at least like a whack, unless I get really pissy and have like, keep drawing mountains. I just want to see how many mountains I'll fucking draw. Which is a lot, usually, somehow. 14 lands in the deck, usually draw five a turn. Cool. Or five, five a turn? Wow, five a turn. Five a turn, yeah. Um, Frontier. I guess, like, apprehensively making a deck for Frontier, just to say I have it. I took... I, I'm taken back. Uh, I only really said it because Tyler wanted to be in the format. I'm not particularly sure why. And then Ryan, I think, wants to be in the format. Well, Ryan wants the reason to play his Big Dragons again. That's completely fair. Tyler's dumb. Tyler is dumb. And I just want to actually put together my Green-White Mill because it's fun to say Green-White Mill. I might, 
here's here's the gem jams. I want to try Grixis and Ajer because I love saying the name and I like the idea of Brain and Ajer. Essentially, I really like the very simple decks of this is my main mechanic. Please don't fuck with my main mechanic. Yeah. If you blow up my artifact, I will be a sad panda. Uh, the alternate strategy to blowing up my artifact, uh, well, after you blew up my artifact, is wait till turn six to make zombies, but that's here. Yeah, here. I, I, I played the, the blue-black brain in a jar a couple times, and that's fun. That's a fun deck. See, when it was standard, it was fantastic for 20 bucks. Yeah. People did not understand, like, why aren't you doing anything? Oh, just you wait. And then they got a pile of creatures, and then boom, all the creatures are gone. Now I have fucking feel the zombies. What are you going to do? Swing. <laughs> Right? Actually, like, especially now, uh, you can now board wipe on three and board wipe on four and then get a three drop. Yep. Like, it's so value. Yep. Like, Brain and Ajar would be so good in Frontier. I'm not interested in building another deck because I'm working with Commander. Yeah, the thing is, like, I'll, I'll probably finish the deck over the next little while just for funsies to have it. Yeah. And it's. That's what I, I, I actually think it's, like, one of the better decks to teach interaction. Because learning magic is great. Green and red are the easiest cards or easiest colors to learn. Because green, you play a creature, it's usually big, has to be taken care of, turn sideways, maybe you win. Red makes a bunch of little dudes, also hits in the face a lot for like magic spells. Cool. That teaches you what creatures do, the different types of creatures there are, and also that you can target different like varieties of things like creatures or face. It's really hard to teach mechanics of interactions. I think like, blue blue is straightforward in explaining, but white and black are really, really hard to explain to a new player. White, yeah, white. Like, blue, 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 you can just say, okay, so what you do is you see that thing about to be cast or is on the field, you say, no, that's blue. That's blue. Um, generally, that's blue. Or you see, like, them looking at the top of their deck like they're going to draw something, nah, mill them. Even though mill is more of a black mechanic, but still. And then white you have... Okay, he's attacking with blank, do blank. If he's not attacking with blank, do other blank. Choose to cast this thing that causes him an issue to cast blank, or swing in with blank, because, like... That interaction is almost the same as in red, where, okay, he has blank, and I have small blank. Like, he has X and I have Y. X is greater than Y, but I have Z in my hand, I can cast Z to make X go away so Y can swing. Yeah. Uh, but with white, the exact same scenario where you're swinging in or someone's swinging in for you to block, it's like, okay, so I have blank to do... Like, I, I have uh, A, B, C to interact with X and Y, so I can either destroy the blocking creature with more mana than what Red had for his uh, Y. Actually, I don't... Z. I had Z for that. Yeah. His removal. His removal, sorry. Um, but now I have three options that I could use. Like, what you need to play your control efficiently, or yeah. else you're just going to run out of shit. You could path the dupe, or you could raise the alarm, summon a couple of tokens, and put that in front. Yeah. Or you can fucking, I don't like, use an effect on the field of white and tap a dude down, or blink something. Like, it's just, like, white is difficult. And then black, it's all about, like, manipulating their 
a hand in some cases. See, black, I feel like it's a little simpler to explain than white, but black has mechanics that make you feel bad. You you learn that life is a resource, and you learn that you like throwing away the wrong card at the wrong time is really decremental. Black is probably the one that people are apprehensive to play the most. Well, it has that scary skull, right? Yeah, well... <laughs> play a black mana. Play Thoughtseize. Take something to your hand. Also, take two damage for that. <coughs> Honestly... Well, why would I want to take two damage for that? Yeah. You need to know what you're doing to play black to get the most out of your cards. Blue, you need to know what you're doing. But at the same time, like, if you screw up a few times, you still have, like, big, tough creatures to block with. With black, you have flimsy creatures with death touch and who knows what that does. Yeah, you have weird board states. Like, blue at least has bulky creatures in the butt. White has at least a lot of little duders or a lot of quality duders. Black has a 1-1 one, one for 2 that made your opponent discard a thing, and I didn't know what that fucking thing was. Yeah, the problem with black is it gives a lot of your opponent's choice, and usually in Magic, if you give your opponent choice, that's they're going to take the thing that affects them the least. So it's not your most effective strategy to actually do something. So, But on the flip side, if that guy has a 6-6, six, six, chances are you could kill it. Doomblade. Dust path, though. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, why you so need to play black-white. Just play I, path. I guess there's our out-of-nowhere impromptu color pie <laughs> discussion for, for newbies. I mean, I, 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 guess, I guess it started with like Commander being a fun format, and then it's just yeah. like... We we discussed how how we like to play the colors. Like I, I think I think your your walls and my like red like almost Atarka go- goblins are uh, actually Atarka red is is a very very fun thing to call the deck. It's essentially just like so it's mono red right yes but it also has a Tarka's command in it yeah but some <laughs> green. It's a hint of green. You might see a tree on that mountain. That's the, that's the amount of that's, green you yeah, got. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there's, a, there's a leaf that I accidentally stepped on. And it, it counts as a forest. It counts, panel, it counts. Burning Burning Tree Emissary came. She gave me a stick. I used that stick to make another person. She gave me a stick, and then I used that stick, and I didn't really care about it because then I just used red. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, here, have the stick, and the fucking goblin was like, what are we doing with this? I'm like, I don't know. You just do something Whack. with it. Your name is Whack. Whack with the stick. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna whack you with the sticks. Like, don't whack me. Don't whack, whack that me. guy. Whack that guy. Whack, turn sideways at him. Turn sideways. What, what do you mean? Uh, trying to explaining turning sideways to a goblin is really weird. Chair melter. Turn sideways. Potentially win. Maybe. If, if, <laughs> if you if you fucking parade to Iron Jesus, <laughs> which I have no fucking luck for. Holy shit! <laughs> I think you are the Antichrist. For I, Iron I, Jesus. I think I am, and that's why I, I don't know why I still play combo. I mean, I have Infect. I just refuse to play it now. Here's the thing. Even if you do play Infect, your mana draws are on point. I, mm. It's like 75% of the time, I get a Blink Mouth Texas when I want to Blink Mouth Texas. You should play Leviathans. Oh, fuck's sakes. <laughs> anyway, um, I need to take another dump because I'm just fucking in Tremor mode. I had a lot of sushi You're yesterday. You're in Turbo mode? <laughs> I turned my gut to turbo. Oh my god. I'm gonna take some turbo shits. No, I, I ate a lot of sushi yesterday and it caused me like horrible indigestion. So now my 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 stomach today is this is gonna be my third shit today. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. That's great. Shit more. I mean I, 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 I I'm, to I'm shit going, less. I'm willing to bet that by midnight you're gonna have four shits. Probably. I'm gonna expect five. Five? I'm gonna expect five. Jesus. Yeah. See, I was going to say five, but I was pretty apprehensive about it. I think, all right, 
if you really want to bet five, I'm going to say it's going it's going to be five in total, but it's going to be five after 12. Before 12, four, after 12, passing on to the next day, it'll be five. Well, it is four o'clock now. Take another shit. Okay, what, what were the frequency of your shits? Well, thing is, what was in the morning when yeah. I had school? But then what was right before you came here? Like, over an hour ago. Just over an hour ago. See, okay. There's no real timing to this. It might be... Okay. It might be five, but going with the pattern... It'd probably be four. Hmm. You know, I'm going to say four. I'm going to say four. I'm going to say four. I'll, 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 I'll say, say four. four. I'll yeah, say four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Five is not unreasonable at this point. <coughs> Stop dabbing. <laughs> that was a fake cough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cough there, and then I got over it. I was like, well, I've already committed to the motion. Yeah, I'm, I'm in here now. I've, even, got the, I've got the air in my lungs. Even though you're the only one who could see it, I needed to convince the viewers that I actually had the cough. And then I made that very unconvincing cough. I was very unimpressed. I'm unimpressed with myself, really. <laughs> I should just walk out of the room. Any any other fun things to really comment on? I'm Are playing you? Blood Bowl! But I don't want to get into a conversation about Blood Bowl, because it's essentially Mario Party uh, chess. Yeah, pretty much. I was going to say Dokapon Kingdom Chess, because if you fuck up, you fuck up hard. But at the same time, um, it's very forgiving in that if you fuck up, it's kind of alright. You could just buy another teammate. You're just going to fuck up a lot. Yeah. Um, especially if you have as bad luck as me. Uh, except in the Strippin' and Krendor uh, League, I'm currently three wins, surprising. Three ties, also surprising. Three losses. Oh. Alright. Um... So currently, I'm just like I'm just mid card, mid card. Yeah. Actually, uh, oddly enough, my team value is so high because of those ties and wins. Actually, that doesn't really matter at all because you still get an MVP if you finish the fucking game. That rewards the We're not going to go in the blood bowl either way. My only point was I was fighting one of the top twenty players in the league uh, that actually mad, that actually shows up in the leaderboards. I was like, I know you. You're fucking terrifying because I like keep seeing your dudes on the best beaters list. Oh. Oddly enough, tied that game. <coughs> nice. Didn't lose any of my important players. And he saw that I had a level 4 dude, and he's like... I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> that fucking guy. He surrounded me. He, like... like This this one dude, thank fuck he had, like, defensive skills up the ass, because I knew he was gonna be targeted. Essentially, what I'm playing is, is like, uh, undead. And undeads have a bunch of slow beater dudes, and then access to... Tiny little ghoul dudes that run around and catch the ball and shit. At first they start out real shit, so you don't want to lose them. And they're also the flimsiest dudes on the team, so you don't want to make them engage. But at the exact same time, if they target you, chances are you're going to lose your ball. Like, you're you're, you're the only guys that are actually equipped to handle a ball and run down the fucking infield. And uh, that's, that's not a good time, especially when you're already in the league, already established in the league, and then you have to buy another dude that doesn't know what the fuck the ball is. Yeah. Like, they're the only fucking ball carriers in the game besides uh, one that actually have higher agility than them, uh, but no skills, um, that are classified as the only dudes on the team to handle a ball, but don't know what the fuck the ball is. Bubbles beer. I like it a lot. Anyway, Um, that's, that's, that's really it for me. I was just like... I'm just trying to think, like... Went to the boardroom game cafe. You couldn't speak. We played Commander until midnight when they kicked us out practically. Oh, oh! We could talk about how I decided that you know what? It's almost midnight. We might as well take this all away. Oh my Christ! So I have a new fun deck that makes games twice as long as they need to be. 
And I really didn't turn it out that way. Like, I, I didn't mean to turn it out that way at first. And then I was like, you know what? Someone in our playgroup has a has a Chaos deck, so I want to complement that with my own flavor. Like, they have red-blue. I want two other colors. I felt so bad for Patrick that night. He did nothing all night. Did we, like, control him? Or just, just like, alright, so that guy's a big board, but the only thing I can do is destroy everyone else's board as well. Yep. yep. He pretty much had, like, three or four creatures, and I was like... That's sweet. Um, you have more, and you have stuff that's more threatening because Patrick doesn't build with money. Nuke the field. See, even if he was like... It was just an unfortunate thing, because even if he was playing with one of our decks, like, chances are he still wouldn't have been able to play anything, because yeah. there's just so many sh- so much shit. But yeah, that, that last match took way too long. Although, A plus on that, in effect, it makes Swamps 1-1s and then wiping them. Oh my Christ, poor Keenan. He was so disappointed. He was ready to scoop that in there, and then like finally took like take it like gave in the towel when we had to go pay your bill. Yeah. And then me and me and Devin played, and as it turns out, one on one, my chaos deck's pretty bad. Yeah. And also, you had several guns just lined up on the rack. You're just choosing which one to fire. Oh no, I had what three or four walkers on the field, and my commander swinging at you every turn. Yeah. I mean, I could have stabilized if I drew uh, a board wipe of my own. The Great Aurora... Actually, no, The Great Aurora was exiled because I mercy exiled it. <laughs> there are several outs that I could have drawn. Um, even a tutor to fetch out those outs, but I just didn't get them in time, and then you just shot me in the face. That's true. Yeah. Like, you cocked the gun while some other dude was holding me down, and then you were just like, yeah, all right, it's time. And then you just brought him back as I was sitting there bleeding on the, on the, on the fucking ground, just desperately searching for a rock, just desperately scratching for a rock. And then, you know, he just shot me. It was desperate. He didn't even, like, do that, like, oh, is he going to get the rock? No, there were no rocks in sight. You were just letting me scratch for them. Turn things sideways for four damage. Four damage. Which was, oddly enough, the highest amount of damage anyone's ever done that fucking entire game. I think so. <laughs> anyway. Um... Uh, no, well, we'll end up here, because now we're just, like, rambling about our individual games as opposed to Magic Together as a whole. Nothing really happened during the week. Yeah, no, um... You got your voice back? I got my voice back. You played Diablo? I played... Well, we played Diablo, yeah. Um... I got... Oh, I tried VR! Oh, yeah! That, that, uh, I mean... VR's cool. Give VR. If you have money. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a missable experience, but it's a unique one, so if you get a chance to at least try it... Should probably try it. Have you given it a shot yet? I have not, but oh. I think I would get motion sickness. I was actually surprised at how well it worked. I was expecting some sort of like weird feedback when I put it on my head. Hmm. Nah. See, I was thinking like my 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 example was I got a strange little like uh, Google cardboard thing for Christmas. Did you? Um, Jelly. Setting that up would be uh, setting that up made me feel ill, but after it got set up, I felt mildly ill instead of like severely ill. After after I like my settings got set up because uh, how Google Cardboard works is that it's two lenses, you stick your phone, and then with whatever is compatible with Google lenses, um, you have it as two separate screens, which work actually surprisingly well. I was very surprised at Google Cardboard and how effective it was. Um, in that you know the Google Cardboard videos and like apps and stuff were like, oh hey, it actually tracks everything fairly well, like like it was VR. But evidently it's not, because it, I, I, I could actually physically see the screen a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I was very impressed with it. Um, I think it's because I'm not used to it, honestly, and not used to, like, 
very high movement in general um, that I got sick from it. But I, I, I'm thinking VR would also give me that type of type of thing. Well, the guy said he's never had anyone say they felt gross after after playing it, but. You'd have to kind of get in there yourself. Because you're not really moving around too, too much. Yeah. A lot of the games, like, action-y games are kind of still focused on your field of view. So you don't really have to worry too, too much about it, but... I'm excited for the future of VR. I'm excited for what the, the like, the unique the developers are doing. I want more... Like, I, I need Omni-Treadbills to, like, fully exist and be, like, normal, commonplace things. That'd be cute. Because I want to be able to, like, actually, like, take off and run in a game and, like, do cool shit. Could you imagine, like... Uh, actually, it couldn't be an endless runner because then you'd have to jump and then landing on a treadmill would be bad. But yeah, uh, maybe like an en- like an endless jogger, <laughs> where it's actually safe if you landed on a treadmill run. I know. I'm thinking like for VR. Like I, I really want because I really like the adventure style games, like the Rick and Morty developers did. Oh my fuck that game! Like that that was just weird and like you the whole the whole thing was about puzzles to find the next screen essentially. Which I really like, and then the job simulator was essentially that, except it's more freedom to fuck around. The demo for that was actually really fucking fun. Uh, yeah, I, I saw Rob's play; it was really nice. Um, I'm, I'm more excited to see what adventure game like pro, like adventure game designers are going to do with it, because I feel like that is sort of a strength in that. I can't really say a strength. I, I feel like it would be very interesting, I would say. Yeah. It's probably not the strength of the VR, obviously, but whatever they do with adventure-type games, I think it'll be really good. Like, it would be point-and-click, but you are actually interacting with stuff as opposed to click on the file, add it to inventory. Good. Yeah. No. <coughs> I mean, they, they do have a nice bow simulator that works pretty well. Yeah. yeah. So then, I don't know. I, I, swords I, I, work. As superficial as like manually reloading is, it is still pretty cool idea when you when you look at it, like like how how I don't think it's gonna be like the super future video games, but I think it would be definitely a sidestep yeah. if you wanted to go delve in it. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for it too. Once um, I get a big boy job, I'm getting one. Once I get a uh, actual career going in anything, I hey, yeah. you can just come over and play. Okay, <laughs> saves you a grand and a bit. Granted a bit. Granted a bit and some effort. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Anything now now we're done. I, th- I think we should stop before we create a monster here. Okay. But nobody wants to see Marshall no more. Oh, they, they want, want Shady on Chop Liver. But if you want to Shady, this is what 